Welcome folks back to another session with Ryan Houston from PRD. Welcome. Thanks mate, really appreciate it. And, uh, I thought we'd try something a little bit different uh, this year and we're going to probably catch up once a month and talk all things, maybe focusing on, on the development side itself. Uh, you're a, uh, an expert in, in your area, a developer, um, a few projects on the, on the go at the moment and also obviously the, a real estate agent. So mate, let's just maybe touch on firstly the site because would you say that's the most important thing, finding the site? Absolutely. I mean, when people ask me, look, I want to be a property developer, there's so many different avenues. You know, you've got to look at the build, you've got to look at the sales, you've got to look at the acquisition part, you've got to look at the finance part, you've got to look at the consultants, the LEPs, the DCPs, all of these little avenues. But what I've worked out in my experience is that a lot of those avenues can be covered with very, very good consultants. However, the hardest one and the one that uh, is, is generally creates the most skill set is the site acquisition part. So the skill, the art of finding opportunities out there in the marketplace is absolutely the key. Beautiful. And you mentioned there's obviously lots of different avenues. So let's say, let's just focus on one avenue per episode, I feel. Yep. Um, and then the viewers or all the listeners will get a bit more of an in-depth of what actually looks like to firstly get into the property market, but also to try, um, you know, first time developing, for example, some of the things to, to look out for. Yeah, absolutely. So um, do you want me to cover a few things to look out for here? Yeah, maybe let's let's just look at the, the site first of all. Obviously you need the funding. Mm -hmm. So there's many, many different ways to, to get funding. Um, but let's say you've got all your funding in place and you're out there looking for this next site. Mm -hmm. What would be, say, the, the top five things that you automatically go to and go, yep, this ticks the box, this could work? The top five things, and obviously it's very much council specific. So here we specialise in Lake Macquarie City Council or Newcastle City Council. They all have very different LEPs and DCPs, Development Control Policy and Land Environmental Policies. But the five key things that I'd be looking up for is the size of the block. Now, I'd be looking at a, an absolute minimum of 600 square metres. Now, yes, you can do developments on less than that, but if you are wanting a, you know, a base model of just a, a checklist to check, I'd be basing off 600 square metres. This typically allows you to do an absolute minimum duplex. Okay. The second thing I'd be looking at is the land zoning. Right? Here in Newcastle and Macquarie, we typically, for townhomes, we're talking small scale here, we're typically looking at R2 or R3. Now, R2 is your low density, R3 is your medium density. Now, this is where Lake Macquarie and Newcastle will differ a little bit, is the floor space ratio, or in abbreviated terms, FSR. The floor space ratio in Newcastle City Council for R2, the low density, is typically 0.6 or 0.75%. So what that means, on a 1,000 square metre block, 0.6 of the floor space ratio means on that 1,000 square metre block, you can typically build on 600 square metres. Then on R3, it typically goes up to 0.9 floor space ratio, and there's also other places where it can go up to 1.5, even larger. So that means you can build on, if it's 0.9, 900 square metres of the 1,000 is buildable area. Okay. The next one is I'll be looking at the suburbs. What's close? The three things I'd look at is where's the schools or the education, where's the infrastructure, and where's the retail. This is what, when you're looking at the sales, you've always got to have the end in mind. Who is going to be the buyer? It's very important you know that, so when you can brief with the architect, you know exactly what sort of design you want to create to ensure that the sales are going to work. Then the last one, and arguably some of the most important, especially here in Newcastle, 
or Lake Macquarie, is you need to check the contract. Now, get a solicitor to review it as well. But you need to check things, and this is just not one thing, but you need to check acid sulfate in the ground, you need to check the mines, you need to check stormwater, you need to check sewer, you need to check electricity, gas, you need to check all of these key parts, flood zones, bushfire, all of these key parts to make sure that this site is going to be an actual development site. I've seen in the past where uh, you know a buyer will go buy a site, they thought it was a development site, they worked out it's a category one mine subsidence, uh, which means that there's hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of grouting that needs to happen and then that site is not feasible. So it's very, very important that you look at those key things and, and a great app, if you want to take a takeaway here, is look up Dial Before You Dig, plug that into the system, it'll spit back uh, all of these great reports so you can have a very clear understanding of what is affected and what's not affected. Hey, absolutely, Gold, you've, you've covered off an enormous amount of information right there and that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? Yes, that's exactly right. So let's say, you, again, you're a first-time developer, you're starting to do your research, um, would you potentially go out there and you know try to do a build a you know, a block of six to ten townhouses straight off the bat? No, I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, look straight away. The first thing that comes to mind is how you're going to fund it, how you're going to finance it. You know, typically at that level, you'll need commercial funding. There's no doubt about it. Or you're going to need some sort of financial backing. Now, to feel that pressure on your first one, I just don't think it's a great idea. I think when you're first starting out to, to understand the DA process going through the council, the CC process going get going out to the trade, going out to a builder, I think it's very important to understand that on, a, on the smallest of scales. So I would start out you know, doing a renovation, uh, looking at even granny flat options, uh, looking at that process so you can just get used to it, then step up to a duplex, then step up to maybe a three site, then step up to you know four or five. I would do a gradual transition, and the reason being is the key out of all of this, don't worry about the money when you're starting out, the key is the experience. It doesn't matter what, how many books or how many podcasts you listen to, there's always a new issue that will arise. So I think that the, the experiences are the key. The faster you can learn more, the, the more lucrative it will be down the track if you are in it for the money. Um, I really believe that you should be starting out small and then working your way up. Gotcha. Sounds like obviously doing your pre-work is super important, but then building those stepping stones and to reach that end goal, whatever, whatever that is. And, and creating a masterful team, creating, the, creating a relationship with the best town planner, the best architects, the best surveyors, the best you know, um, uh, flood consultant. We want all of the consultants lined up on that very first development because after you build relationships, you'll go and find sites and you'll be able to call your town planner and say, hey, before I buy this site, what's your thoughts? And you might even be able to get some free advice just based, based on the fact that they know that they will get the business if you do it and they want to try and assist you in getting that, getting that, um, that new development so they can then build their pipeline as well. So building that consultant base is absolutely imperative. Maybe that can be episode two. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, and you just touched on like location being super important um, in the, just before. The market last two years did a lot of the heavy lifting, right? Like you, you, a lot of sites stuck because basically anything would sell. Mm. Now property, it can be a very expensive exercise if you make the wrong mistakes. Mm. So coming into a different market now, are you starting to see sites that potentially work, you know, in the heat of the market just don't add up at all? Absolutely. So one, look, three things. You, you can do a feasibility on the back of a coaster, right? It's very simple. Acquisition price, sale prices, 
build costs. They're your three key components, right? Um, then you'll add a percentage for your consultant costs, DA, CCs, council fees, all of that. But your three main costs, acquisition, build costs, selling costs. The last two years, build costs on average, from what I'm hearing, has gone up between 25 to 30%, right? Uh, selling, now two years ago, or let's say 18 months ago, um, you know, we were able to sell for crazy prices. Uh, right now, I mean, on the coal face, I think it could have dropped 12 to 15% in some areas. So when you're basing that off, construction price has gone up 30, sales gone down 15, there's 45% difference there. So that means your acquisition cost needs to drop by 45% to make a development stack. So right now, um, to answer your question, yeah, they're very hard to find to stack up at the moment. However, with uh, interest rates rising, people who have these prime sites, uh, it's gonna be um, harder for them to hold because interest rates are, are obviously rising and, and the, the purse strings are tightening. So I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing some of these fantastic sites come up to the market for prices that are feasible for a developer to start developing. Because what we're going to start seeing is right now with developers holding off because construction is so high, sales are so low, or the agents can't get the sales to start the construction, we will soon start seeing a supply and demand issue again, where we've got um, too much demand and not enough supply, and then we'll start seeing the market rise back up. So it could actually be, 2023 could be the best year ever to start getting into the market or buying sites. Absolutely. Mate, you're a wealth of knowledge. I'm always excited when I hang out in your presence. I think the, the listeners will get a lot out of this and, um, and I'm looking forward to next month. Sounds good. Thanks, guys.